This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Ten huge coincidences. I did, did you look at this already, Brittany? I have not. Because I have not either. Well, you posted it, didn't you? Yeah, I just, I kind of glanced over them and there was, I think I, I think I said the first one and I went, all right, these are all right. Oh, good, because I, I have not seen this at all. Uh, ten unbelievable coincidences that will leave you scratching your head. Now, you guys will be the judge of this. Life has a funny way of throwing curveballs at us, especially when it comes to coincidences. Just when you think you've got a handle on reality, along comes a series of events that leave you scratching your head. The universe definitely has a sense of humor. Like just now, the page scrolled up by itself. Ooh. See, there you go. Uh, this list explores 10 extraordinary coincidences that will leave you questioning the very fabric of reality. Get ready to have your skepticism challenged. Well, we'll find out if that's true or not. Number 10, Mark Twain and the Comet. Mark Twain had a fascination with Halley's Comet throughout his entire life. He was born on the night of November 30th, 1835, when the comet was visible in the sky over his hometown of Florida. Oh, Florida, Missouri. Mm. I didn't know there was a town named Florida, Missouri. I didn't either. That could get real confusing I thought he was born quick. in Hannibal, Missouri. Uh, maybe that's where he lived after he yeah, maybe. grew mm-hmm. up. I always thought he was born in Hannibal, though. But it says Florida, Missouri. Uh, Twain believed that he was destined to die when the comet returned. He famously said, I came in with Halley's Comet in 1835. It's coming again next year, 1910. And I expect to go out with it. Uh, Twain died of a heart attack on April 21st, 1910. Wow. Wild. That's amazing, isn't it? Okay, so side note. Yes. Florida, Missouri really wants you to know that Mark Twain was born there. Oh, okay. So I like looked it up on the map. I was like, where is this? Not only is it in Mark Twain State Park, it's right next to Mark Twain Lake. <laughs> they are really banking well, you on you checking out Mark Twain. I bet you there's a Mark Twain Street somewhere. Did you ever know that, though, that he was born with the comet and died with the comet? That's, That's so that. That's crazy. Weird. No yeah. idea that happened. Yeah. I wonder if people in Florida name all their like sons Mark you know, like, oh, yeah. like in yeah. the state of Wisconsin, yep. this is no joke, in the state of Wisconsin, during the years that Brett Favre was there, almost like 27% of all the boys born in Wisconsin were named Brett. I don't doubt it. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the only thing Wisconsin had to hang their hat on for a long time, like, besides that and cheese and beer. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Brett is not exactly... Well, yeah, you can't really go, this is my son, Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, Dahmer's not good. Yeah. Well, it's Wisconsin, though. Yeah, it feels weird. Yeah, You can, though. Yeah, you could, but it just Dahmer. feel a little weird, yeah. I'm sure that happened. Name it, your kid Dahmer. Maybe just Jeff. Some knucklehead out there did, I'm sure. <laughs> I was very happy to name my son Andy after my best friend of all time, Andy Fisher. That's sweet. It was very, very sweet. Unfortunately, we lost Andy Fisher this year, and it still pisses me off. I love that guy. Uh, number nine, Independence Day deaths. God, is this going to be all about death? I don't know if I want to talk about death. From you know, yeah. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson were uh, political adversaries when it became, uh, they they became friends later in life, though. I did know that. They both died on July 4th, 1826. Yep, that's very well known, which was the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. These stories go on and on and on, so I'm just going to read probably one or two lines. Uh, Breaking the Lincoln Curse. Was Abraham Lincoln cursed? He himself witnessed three assassinations during his presidency. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I had no Mm. idea that was true. Uh, the first was the assassination of Elmer Ellsworth. 
uh, a Union Army colonel, was shot by a hotel owner in Alexandria, Virginia in May 1861. The second was the assassination of Union Army General James B. McPherson, who was shot during the Battle of Atlanta in July 1864. The third was most famous, was Lincoln's own assassination at Ford's Theater. Well, that's Robert Todd Lincoln, though. He got assassinated, too. Jesus. No, Abraham Lincoln. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, suppose, I suppose you do witness your own I was like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Can we that? call that a witnessing of your... Yeah, Unless he... Wasn't John Wilkes Booth standing behind him? Yeah, I don't come think he saw that coming. And, that's the yeah. whole point. But but wait a second. So so this Robert Todd Lincoln was... That, that was his kid, wasn't it? I thought so. Yeah, the, Robert Todd Lincoln was his son. Wait, at the same friggin' for, at the Ford's Theater? Is that what you said just now? I think they mixed the two together. Maybe. That's not, yeah, that that's be, not right. Why would you ever go back to the theater that your son <laughs> exactly, was assassinated yeah, exactly. at? Exactly. My God. My, my daughter ended up crapping the floor at a Target. I haven't been back to that Target Never. now in like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> These are a bit long, so I'll just do a, a few of them at a time. There are ten of them, but... That's the, I, I find this stuff fascinating, things that have happened, and they actually did happen, although I don't know how that was written, that Robert Todd Lincoln died before his father did, but I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was, they opened fire on him. Well, I don't know. What the hell? What do I know, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that whole assassination thing, and that was all about the, that was still about the Civil War, wasn't it? They were still battling over the Civil War. That's mm-hmm. why he shot Abraham Lincoln, because he, I don't know. He settled a dispute. We don't need any that bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Have you guys seen the theater in the last few years? Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah, if you go to Washington, D.C., yep. it's it's like it's just in like a very, I guess, it's not really marked off. It's just no. there's the theater, and right across the street is like a subway. Like oh, you can just get no. a sub. It's it's not, you would think that there would be some fanfare or yeah. like there'd be a guy yeah. with a velvet rope or somebody standing outside who looks like Lincoln who could tell you about it. No, you just walk by and it's like, Ford's Theater. All right, well, this yep. is it, I guess. <laughs> wow. Just keep walking. Yeah. yeah, they do have that, that area roped off, obviously. I don't think anybody can go up in No, the, you can't like just go yeah. in and check it out. But it just <clears throat> nope. I thought there would be more yeah. to it. And there's yep. just nothing. It's just kind of like in the middle of a commercial area. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the problems they have in Washington, D.C. There are about eight billion things to see in that town. Yeah. I yep. love D.C. It's a great town. It's so fun. It and is. it's you can just go from museum to museum, and they're free. <laughs> Why? That's amazing. I have never been more exhausted than the day I spent in Washington, D.C. <laughs> I yeah. see. around a little bit. Well, that no. It was literally <clears throat> I was on guard the entire day. It was the 3rd of July. It was or Fourth of July, one of those two, and I was literally making sure I memorized everybody's face. It was just I couldn't turn the cop in me off. Really? And what were you suspicious of? Just everything. You know, we we walked past the White House, and here's some guy reaching in another guy's backpack. I'm like, what the hell's going on there? And then, you know, there'd be people just shoulder to shoulder, and it's like. What are you gonna stick me with a knife? What are you gonna do? Man, oh, Officer my. Buzzkill in there. Right? I'm like, um, I saw dinosaur bones and giant gems. Yeah. And we oh. got to go on scooters to the Capitol. Like, there you go. We had different trips. Yeah. yeah. The I'm sorry. Kitty for Hawk. Yeah. That's what I want to hear about. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we we got we got back to the hotel and was like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. I bet you're exhausted. Oh, that's exhausting. Yeah. When you have that nervous, like constantly looking around. On guard all day like yeah. that. That was just brutal. Love that town, though, D.C. Did you guys ever go to the Holocaust Museum? No. you got to go someday, but I'm telling you, 
if, if the little kid shoe thing in the, the caboose of mm. that train they have oh, in there. I stop. There's mm. a huge pile of little kid shoes, and they're all from the Holocaust. It's just, my God, that's that you, it, because the smell of the shoes, the mm-hmm. leather's getting old and all that. But just to think of all those little kids that got massacred for no damn reason. Have you guys seen the Vietnam Memorial in D.C.? Yes, absolutely. It, it, yes. I had never seen it, but my mom said, when you walk up to it, notice how quiet the city gets. Yeah. Because yeah. as, mm-hmm. as you kind of yep. walk around, you'll hear the highways, you'll hear people, there's bustling, you can, might hear a guy with a street vendor. But she was right. The second you step in front of that memorial, it's like the world just sort of shuts down and yeah. gets quiet. And then yeah. when you step back, you kind of get back into reality. That is true. I, I love the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, though, when they... St- Somebody will try to like slip a rope or something, or oh, God. talk, and that guy will step off the line and he'll bark at him. Good, <laughs> I love that. Sure. Bark yeah. at him. What the hell are you thinking, man? No, I tell you, one of the tough parts for me in that you know the Vietnam Memorial is the fact that I know four of the guys that are on that thing. That's that's hard. You know, four four friends of mine went to Vietnam and never came back. Wow. I've, I've got the friends bitch. on the law enforcement <clears throat> memorial there too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That part is very very difficult. What because I didn't think, I thought it would take me forever, but you can find those names pretty, pretty quickly. Quick. They, they do yeah. a good job uh, of, of that whole situation. Yeah, it's a hell of a memorial. There's no question about that. But what are you going to do? The one I always remember is, and I won't say his name, but he was a United States Marine that took one right in the forehead, and they couldn't repair it enough for his funeral. Mm. So they put his cover on. They yeah. don't call it a mm-hmm. hat in the Marine Corps. But uh, you could still see that. Uh, was, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Not good. Anyway, moving on to more happy things, right. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How are the twins doing? It's Friday, for God's sakes. I know, but you got to honor the people. I know. We're, we're just telling people you should go. If you've never been, definitely go to Washington, D.C. And if you can, go to 8th and I to the, uh, the Marine Corps, uh, United States Marine Corps drill team. That is one of the most impressive things. You guys do that. That is so cool. No, oh, no. God, it was phenomenal. So that you is, saw it? I've seen it just on it's YouTube and whatnot. But oh, you didn't see yeah, it live? No. It's even more impressive live. The, oh. They don't make any mistakes. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're whipping stuff around. That's so we, cool. We do that. amazing. We do something like that for, for Lima, but nothing to oh, that yeah. extent. Um, so, yeah, it's... It's kind of, you know, we do, with the, we call it the 15 count manual of arms. Yeah. And so it's, but yeah, it's nothing to that extent. DC is one of those things where people tell you to go, tell you to go, and you don't really you go, whatever. Like, I'm oh, not going to no. fund you. Gotta. And then I had a trip. We finally, Justin was like, you have to go to DC. I'm working that weekend, and you're going to come. And we planned it like four months ahead of time. Oh, okay. Um, and then you got, that was the same weekend that you got inducted in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. And it was one of those terrible things where I was like, I really want to go to D.C., but I re-, so I didn't go to your Hall of Fame inductee, but I'll tell you what, that D.C. thing, that was awesome. The one in Chicago you didn't go to? No, because I didn't go to, no, the one here in Minnesota. Oh, for the Minnesota Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because the other one, I bring that up because... Bilski bought everybody dinner. Isn't that sweet? And that dinner, I don't know how much it cost, but yeah. it was definitely four figures. That's no like, whoa. That's so special, though. Bilski. What a good friend you have. <laughs> no, he's not a good friend. We're supposed to play golf today, and he canceled. What yeah, a pain in the ass, shit Bilski. friend you have. Terrible. The worst human being Run I've ever out, met. Damn Polacks. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love that when he hears that kind of stuff. No, definitely go, and I'll get off the subject. But I was so impressed. And by the way, if you're going to eat, eat in Georgetown. 
Oh, nice. The restaurants in Georgetown are phenomenal. God, they're good. Yeah, and wear good shoes. Yes, you got to wear good shoes because you can do a lot of walking. Yep. Yeah. No doubt about that. We should probably take a break. Do I have to talk to Phil and Kent this morning? Do I, are you forcing me? Yeah, we really know that it's p- painful to talk to Phil Mackey. <laughs> there's the worst thing Kent in Herbert. the world. Oh, yeah, Kent, too. Well, that's a given. Of all time. There's no question. <laughs> we shall take a break. Be right back. As a matter of fact, Phil Mackey, score, uh, score North's uh, Phil Mackey and Kent Herbeck coming right back. We're going to talk little twins right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new 2109S Rockwood Mini Light Travel Trailer. The new lightweights from Rockwood are very popular. Tom hauls his trailer from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko New Market, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, exterior griddle, air conditioning are just a few of the standard features in his Rockwood by Forest River from the place that is your ultimate RV headquarters since 1965. This is Tom Bernard. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. We've been hearing about the new technology offered at Twin Cities Premier Health for the treatment of ED. This is one of those topics that can get uncomfortable to talk about, but the truth is, if new technology can improve your life by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction, why wouldn't we want to talk about it? Look, I've been going there for, I think I'm on my sixth treatment this week. Things go very well. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. Not a big deal at all. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. If, like so many of my listeners, you aren't interested in continuing to take a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection and wipe all the spontaneity out, reach to the Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer. A free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is valued at $800, 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number, 952-395-4346 for their office. Or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to tell them Tom Bernard sent you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, we got a little echo there. I'm on, on it. Uh, oh, are you, are you echoing? No, Dave was, I got him. Oh, Dave was echoing? Yeah. Sorry. You're fine. Well, you didn't do it. God, Dave, what are you doing, yeah, Dave? Dave. Sorry, guy. Yeah, I'm bitch. such a radio genius. You know? Dave, go to your room. <laughs> I love how guys about 20 miles away bitch at you. <laughs> it's a good move. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Minnesota legend Phil Mackey. Uh, sports brought to you. Oh, I'm sorry. It says Kent Herbeck. I thought it said Phil. Someday. Mackey. Someday. <laughs> Someday, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck Sports brought to you exclusively by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda at the ballpark up north or in your fridge. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Morning, gentlemen. We had a win last night. There we go. Very unusual these days. Well, St. Louis is not very... <laughs> Wait a minute. very unusual these days. Oh, my God. They are above, they are above 500, you negative Nancy Tom. Boy, I thought when you started that sentence that you were going to call me something else. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, it got weird. Phil, we all got really quiet for a second. Yeah, it was a little too long. And he got a negative Nelly dropped on him. <laughs> negative Nelly. That's exactly right. No, I, I tell you, uh, you know what's so funny about that, Kent, and I, I suppose you go through this all, most definitely, but every time I see the Twins play uh, St. Louis, it goes all the way back to 87, Pally. Yep, kind of brings back some memories, that's for sure. Same thing when we uh, we played Atlanta yep. earlier this year. Yep. You get the same same type of feeling. Hey, boys uh, and girls, I'm out at uh, Rush Creek Golf Course today. I'm actually, the Twins have a community fun event going on out here for, you know, it's Joe Mauer weekend here. This sure. Getting inducted into the Twins Hall of Fame. So there is a ton of uh, former players out here beating the golf ball around today. So well, I guess I didn't get invited this year. I don't know. Well, I got invited. Al Newman's going to be there. I'm not, yep, Numi's out here. <laughs> so, Al so Newman. Gladden. Oh, all my friends. Timmy, Timmy Laudner just went by. Oh, Timmy. I love Timmy. Uh, Brian Dozier. Brian Dozier's out here. Dang. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So there's a, I just talked to Matt Carrera as well. Uh, Jesse. Hey, is, uh, is, can you ask, is Brian Dozier still a little buzz from the Nationals World Series celebration four years ago? <laughs> <laughs> he looked a little pie-eyed this morning. Yes. Oh, <laughs> well. Now we're talking. Now what? So, a... Yeah, there's a little bit of baseball being talked out here on the golf course today. So it's going to be a fun weekend with what's going on. But uh, yeah, you're talking about being a negative Nelly. I'm sure after last weekend, their wonderful showing that the Twins had in Kansas City. Yeah, 
And what did we just talk about, I think, last Friday was how uh, how this team, you get excited about them for a little bit, and then the next yep. day it's uh, – yep. and they – on, uh, <laughs> on the weekend, that's for sure. I love that. <laughs> a little fart noise from Ken Herbeck, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now we're talking. Well, that wasn't a noise. That was a- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, glad you're 20 miles away, Kent. <laughs> well, let's archive this for the Marconi Museum. This right yeah. here. Great. No, I tell you what, though, Rush Creek is one of my favorite places to play golf. I was living in that area when they built it and played there a lot. Just a really, really fun. Go- Are you going to play today, Kent? No, I'm not. I'm not playing. I uh, come on. I up, well, I was up north this last week with we had the ALS uh, tournament up. Right. Uh, Thomasoni. Uh, uh, the uh, representative from uh, Senator Thomasoni, who got that ALS bill passed through the right. legislature last year for $25 million. He passed away from ALS, and now they have a golf tournament for him up Aww. there. So so we were up there with that. I was up there playing with Darby Hendrickson and old Jimmy Johnson. Darby was up, Terry Steinbach. We had a great uh, great couple days up there, and my back is a little on the uh, DL today, the injured list. Carrying uh, the team or what? No, I wasn't carrying the team. It's just because I'm old and fat and my back hurts. Yeah. So well, welcome to the club, go. Kent. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Kent, if you don't mind me asking, what co- uh, course were you on up there? We played Fortune Bay. Oh, Fortune Bay. Okay, good. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I, I, a million. I, yep. I, know, I know the family a little bit. I know his son, Dante, and, man, that was such a tough loss. It's not only for this family, but for the state of Minnesota. Oh. Oh, yeah. da- Dante played right behind us. Oh, yeah, he did? Dante's yeah. A great. Dante and Danny, yeah, they're great guys, uh, great family. Uh, they're actually putting the event on. They uh, they started helping out with ALS now, and they decided to have to start that tournament. But great family, great people from up north, from Chisholm there, and and uh, yeah, great people. We really had a had a great time. We actually played the day before too. A bunch of those guys played the day before with with Dante and Danny at uh, the Giants Ridge as well. So nice. Um, we uh, we had a good little golf weekend. I fished a couple of days up there on Vermilion, caught some walleye. So it was a it was a halfway decent week here so far. So now we get to talk baseball with the boys and a bunch of the old farts that come back in for the Hall of Fame uh, weekend. So it's a good thing. I gotta I gotta warn you ahead, uh, Kent, just in case you see me. I'm gonna come out there after the show, drive out to Rush Creek. I'm gonna walk out on a golf course. I'm gonna stand there. Until Laudner tees off on the hole I'm on, I'm gonna holler, Laudner, you suck, and then I'm gonna drive away. <laughs> what do you I think? think? He's already, I already told him that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Lauds. I haven't seen Laudner in got about a year. We got to get him play golf again sometime. Timmy, Timmy likes this game called golf. That's for sure. That boy he, can he, play he, golf too. He can play the game. Yep. yep. He's really good. Hits it a little bit. I bet he does. <laughs> yes. Just a little. Just a little. So, Phil, you going to go out and play in the tournament? You know, uh, I, I'm not going to play in the tournament today. Uh, my invite got lost in the mail as Mine well, too. unfortunately. Too, yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually had a, I had a dream that Joe Maurer and I were, like, just getting lunch and reminiscing yes, last night. I woke up, and I was like, hmm, I miss Joe Maurer. He's a, he's a really nice Jeez, nice fella. That's, that's a nice – you know, I never had a dream like that about you. I know. Usually it's like nightmares and clowns with fangs and like, you know, it's like, no, Joe Maurer and I just had like a really nice interaction in my dream last night. It was great. Quite pleasant. Wow. That's a little too much info. That's a little TMI. Yeah. TMI, baby. No, it was just lunch. It was just lunch. Yeah. You know, speaking of the 87 team, by the way, this week is the 20, no, sorry, the, I skipped a decade there, the 36th anniversary 
of uh, the Joe Negro sandpaper, oh, sandpaper slash nail file situation. No kidding. Yes. Today is? Uh, not week? today. I think it was like Thursday. It was a couple. It oh. was like August. Maybe it was like August second or August first. And uh, oh, you know, okay. Tim, Tim Cheetah, Tim Cheetah, ringing up a strike on a pitch that looked like it stopped in midair for a second. You know, he's like, I've yeah. never seen a ball move like that. I'll call it a strike, but let's investigate. <laughs> oh well, it was his knuckleball. The guy threw a knuckleball. It's supposed to move. Do you guys right? remember what he did about a week or two after that happened? Letterman. He went on Letterman. I know that. With a belt sander hanging from. <laughs> <Yeah. him. laughs> It was very funny. God, that Joey was, funny. was a great guy, man. He was a super nice gentleman, um, a fishing fool. Him and his brother Phil like to fish all the time. Sure. So they come into town and they, uh, we actually uh, talk about having a day in the boat one time. Both him and Joe and Phil, I got to sit in the boat on Lake Minnetonka and fish a half a day with those guys and talk about getting some knowledge from two great people about the game of baseball. It was pretty cool. I tell you, those two guys chat. That stuff is wonderful. Are they ever going to open up the convention grill again, for Christ's sake? Because I used to go in there, and every time I went in there, Gladden was in there hanging out with somebody talking baseball. I miss that. <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. you got to open that bad boy up. I love the convention grill. Let's go. <laughs> all right? But the boys are all playing golf. I, oh, I just saw Jack Morris go by. Jack's even here today. So Big Jack is out. Wow, so that's good. Shut out. So Yeah, they teed off at 7.30 this morning. Can you believe it? Yeah. <sighs> I don't even pee by oh. seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's that TMI again. <laughs> yeah. Too much information from Kander Herbeck, ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh, by the way, the, the, my neighborhood people keep asking me to nail down that that we're talking about getting everybody out to the uh, to the house uh, one of these Fridays and. Kent, I'll probably have to talk to you about it and get the whole thing teed up because I've been promising my neighbors I do it for about two months now and. But everybody's busy, man. Everybody's running around like lunatics. Well, you have to uh, have to make a phone call and find out if I'm around. But I've got I'm busy on Friday mornings, though. You know that. Doing what? <laughs> I have to do this radio show in the morning. Yeah. So I don't know what when. Well, I don't know what, what time is that. Yeah, I know. It, it's it's way too early for me. I know that. <laughs> well, yeah. if what I'm do gonna... you usually talk about on the radio show, Kent? Not much. <laughs> Fart noises. Dreaming about, yeah. about Joe Mauer and stuff. Yeah. Farts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Peeing by 730. Mm-hmm. All right, so we it's got that. sports show. We got that segue part of the world uh, going on, at least my world as a kid, where the Minnesota Twins are in the last couple of months of the season, and uh, the Minnesota Vikings have their first game uh, just, what was it, a week from... Coming up, yeah. The fir- it's Thursday night is the first. It uh, is Thursday night. Pre- yeah. Preseason game. Yeah, they've they've reduced down to three preseason games, and none of the starters really play. So yeah, that's just, true. you're going to see a bunch of backups on Thursday night. So will you right. watch the game? Uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna. I think. Yeah. Well, we may actually do. This is sadistic, but we may actually do a post game show on YouTube recapping the game. Because there's that much interest still in you know like the oh, backup yeah. cornerback battles yep. and things well, like you guys, that. So well, you have to you have to practice too, right? It's spring training. Oh yeah, you, you practice well. uh, you know mi- microphone mechanics and right. you know you don't want to sprain an ankle watching practice too. That could yeah. be dangerous. Sure, you have to get you have to get in the swing of things yourself. I get it. Yeah, yeah, you can no pull problem. a muscle very easily watching football. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's nice. So they started up. Um, 
next Thursday. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the boys, uh, the boys in uh, red, white, and blue here can uh, can keep things going. But you know, we get excited to win a couple games in St. Louis. Yeah. And um, you know, hopefully uh, we can get on the. Geez, they're going to be playing better again. But who knows what's going to happen next? Right? Yeah, Phil. How many games have they won this year? The Twins. They've won fifty-six games so far this year. Fifty-six. So they really. Don't you make know. it sound like they've won four. By the way, every time we're on the top. <laughs> that's Judd and me both do that. Uh, we we both do that. <laughs> just bitching. You know, it's funny. So we the other day because Judd is just Judd is just sort of done with this team I and know. they're underachieving <laughs> or whatever and and uh, so the other day I said Judd, listen, I know you're disappointed. But the trade deadline has passed. They're in first place. Cleveland sold off. They're gonna. They're probably gonna win the division, and they're probably gonna go to the playoffs. They haven't won a playoff game since George W. Bush's first administration. So can we all agree that if they win a if they win a playoff game, we can all be happy, right? Silence for like five seconds on the podcast. He goes. It depends on how they win the game. There you go. No, it depends. It depends on how you they win. He wants it to be an aesthetically pleasing victory. How about if you bowl a 300 and you get three Brooklyn strikes? I mean, they, they don't care how they all go down, right? Right. Not as okay. not aesthetically pleasing enough for our guy Judd. Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, that's the way you guys got lucky are. on that. Got lucky on that eighth frame, you know. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't uh, foresee. Uh, you know, if they do make the playoffs, hopefully uh, they do. Uh, they got a little pitching. Uh, like we talked before, they they might surprise some people. You know, boys might get hot with the bats. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But uh, you know, there's not a number that you have to win. Are you talking about how many games they've won? You don't have to have a hundred wins to make it to the playoffs. They're lucky enough right. to be in a division that's not playing very well. Uh, been there, done that. And it's uh, um, you know when you can get hot and start playing the game right. Definitely on paper right now, you're not going to say these guys are going to walk through the playoffs, but you never know. You know, the one thing about that, that, and that was my question for you, Kent, and for Phil as well, um, even though there was this one guy on, on, I think it was on KQ, predicted before the season the Twins would win the World Series in 87. Um, do you see any connection, anything? <laughs> he's laughing in the background. No. Um, do for you 36 see... years you've been doing that, but go ahead. <laughs> that is That's true. That's pretty much true. Do you see any similarities between, because that, Twins team didn't win many regular season games. Nobody expected them to win the World Series, but it happened. Is there any chance that this team could pull off something similar to it? Why? Why not? I, I don't. Right. See why, right. You know, there's, there's, you know, injuries, blah blah blah, this and that. Like I say, you need pitching when you start. Uh, they always talk about pitching in the playoffs, and their pitching is the one that's kind of gone through the years so far. They've been struggling a little bit of late, but. Uh, uh, you know, it's kind of been up and down, but the, the offensive part of the game has been tough for them. But, uh, yeah, who, who knows? Maybe they're saving them all up for the playoffs if they make it. I mean, that's the whole thing. You're going to make the playoffs, and they'll start from there. Okay. Yeah. I hope. I, I mean, Look, I'll be watching the, the playoffs. It sure as hell looks like they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, there's a way to go, but not that much longer. Right. So, uh, no, I, and you know they they had that team, you know, 2019 that broke the home run record, the, the Bomba Squad team. Right. And and the, but they you know they had a really thin starting rotation so they're they're you know they won a hundred games but then you get to the playoffs and if if you can't hit the three run home run 
sometimes you go drive for, you know, a couple days hitting the three run home run and then they wind up and I'm not trying to disparage him, but like Randy Dobnak winds up starting a game at Yankee State. They just didn't have the, the starting pitching. Right. I would actually, ra- I'd rather have this starting pitching when it's at its best. I know Joe Ryan's injured and like, if, but if you get everyone back and healthy by the end of the regular season and then Duran at the back end with a lesser offense, I'd rather, I think this team actually has a better chance to do damage in the playoffs than the team that broke the home run record a couple years ago. Right. Right. Yep. I, I think that's a, that's a good way to look at things, I think. But like you said, you, everybody has to be on the same page and you have to get hot and lucky even and uh i think they are uh you know they're they're primed to do something like that because i think they've got a good enough offensive team if they you know the guys that have been struggling all of a sudden could get hot in october and we might be watching them all the way to the end of october hopefully i'm hoping there's no question i know you guys only got a couple of minutes left so i got to bring up one uh my favorite memory of being out at rush creek for this event that's going on today and I can never remember his name because I thought he was a raging prick. The uh, center for the uh, the Timberwolves. Uh, Kevin Garnett? Kevin Garnett. Le- yeah, there, exactly. Gee, how'd you know that's what I meant? Well, Just because I meant. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Felton uh, oh. Spencer? Yeah, Felton Spencer, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I bring his name up, I was standing there at the first day because I used to be invited to these events, you know, before I apparently just. They lost my phone number or something, but no, I was out there, and he was. I was on uh, on the team following him, so he's on the first tee at Rush Creek. He swung. He had a big, big, long swing, obviously, because the guy's seven feet tall. Big, long swing, <laughs> and he hit so far under the ball on the tee that he put backspin on it. It went behind him and hit the building. <laughs> oh, no. I will never forget that as long as I live. How the hell did you do that? That's um, impressive. Yeah, it is impressive. Phil Mickelson can do it on purpose, so I guess yeah. uh, it could happen. But I will never forget watching that ball hit the building behind him. I'm like, what the hell? It was amazing. amazing. That's a great event, by the way. And do you still allow, do they still allow spectators at, at that course, at that tournament, I mean? I don't know. This this is the first time they've done this one here this year. Or that this this is kind of an inaugural mm-hmm. event. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Because all the guys got uh, in the town and they said they want to play golf, so they're raising money for the Twins Community Fund out here. And Very good. They got a full golf course, and all the guys uh, that are into you know, a bunch of ex teammates of of Joe Mauer and, and a few of us old codgers are running around out here. And and uh, I'm actually sitting in the in the cart right now with Mr. Carew. So, Hello, uh, Rod. I'm supposed to see him next month. As a matter of fact, I think he's going to be at State Fair with us. Oh, there you go. So, uh, so. yeah. So we're going to uh, go visit some folks on the golf course and uh, enjoy the day out here. By visiting people on the golf course, are you talking about the beer cart? Uh, yeah, we'll chase her <laughs> around a little bit. Too. <laughs> He'll see them once in a while. I know you guys got to hit it, and Kent, you're busy. Phil, you got to get back. Uh, say hello to Judd for me, if you would. Yeah, I'll say hello to any uh, former twins in my dreams for you guys, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Keep us out of there. We don't need to be involved in that. I'm a married woman, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Rudy and Brittany. Whoa, this is weird. Hey, Phil, are you going to be at the game this, any of the games this weekend? You're gonna, you got to be there on Saturday. 
I may be swinging by on Saturday. Would love to see. So I thought, what's the over under on the speech? Does he does he does he go over ten minutes? You know, Joe Maher is not the no. most. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to start throwing stuff at him if he does. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Get him the out problem, of there. The problem, you know, the problem is going to be is is Morneau is introducing him. Oh, and, well, yeah, he went Morneau he went a half hour at his. To, you know, yeah, yeah. So we're going to have to. We're gonna, and it's going to be hot on the field and. And we're going to be sitting there sweating like pigs on the field, and then uh, we're going to have to drag us off. Ah, uh, you'll be fine. Just dump the Gatorade jug on Morneau if he gets too long. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, gentlemen, enjoy your day. Thank you so much. Great report this morning, I thought. All right. Have a good Thanks, day, boys. Thanks, Quality stuff. Good. All right, see you guys. All the quality yep. in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Herbeck. Minnesota legend, legend. Ken Herbeck, because it says here. Uh, Minnesota legend Ken Herbeck Sports on the Tom Bernard Morning Show was presented once again by Killer Brew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Begin your next memory at your favorite grocery or convenience store today. God, I wish I'd have known about that. I'd, I'd probably wander out there and watch them play for a while. But what are you going to – but, yeah, that those those events are pretty damn special. They're mm-hmm. fun. Stuff like that is so fun. <clears throat> Raising money for the kids usually. It's all about the children. Yeah, this one's the twin fund. I don't. So, what does that mean? Then? I don't know what the twins fund. I think that is for the like, community fund where they build ballparks and stuff in yeah in the cities. to help kids play baseball. Yep. Correct. Yep, that's why I understand it. That's pretty damn cool. Very cool. I love working with those guys, both of them. Well, Herbeck's okay. Herbeck's yeah, funny because he'll always go, "All right, bye, guys and girl." And girl, <laughs> he goes and girl. That's how it should be. You should be very respectful of your position on this show, don't you think? Go twins, go wild, and then go to bed. <laughs> Cheers to that. He's a hell of a hell of a guy, no question about that. Yeah, if, if you've never seen something like that, whether it's football players, baseball players, basketball players, whatever, watching them play golf is really something else. Yeah, that's super fun. I love that stuff. I so many times we've uh Especially when you work in morning shows, you go do it in the afternoon. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they always give you a golf cart, and you just get to run around like a fool. <laughs> the only thing I hated about that was watching Laudner play. Yeah. That boy can play golf. I'm here to He's tell you. He's a good guy. I met him a couple well, times. Laudner's a great guy. He's phenomenal. He really is a great guy. I always tell the story of the ninth hole at Golden Valley. It's about 360 yards. I'm like the par four. So I hit my drive, and I got, I don't know, a buck 20 in or something like that. This is back in the day, and about a buck twenty in, he takes out a two iron and almost put it on the green. It's like, get away from me! I hate you. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. Honest to God, and he's got this beautiful long, just really easy swing. It's not this, you know, whipping the club at it. Yeah, just a beautiful long extended swing, and man, he can play. That's no, cool, no doubt about it. He's played a lot with uh, Passolt, Laudner, and me. God, that was fun. What a fun, yeah, that's that's a way to end the day, that's for sure. Well, I miss Passel. When the hell are we going to get him back? He's not dead. But I don't ever see him. I talk to him once in a while, but I don't ever see him. Well, Can I whine more about that? Yeah, right? What do you want me to do about You want me to yell at Passel? Yes, you should. Yes, I want you to yell at Passel. You, you're damn right. That's exactly what I want you to do because it's time for him to come across. Yeah. Don't you think? I would love, yeah, you, you, I don't know why he hasn't been on, like, in studio at some point. He goes to Wisconsin. He goes to northern Wisconsin. He didn't come here anymore. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't have a place here anymore? 
Yeah, the last time I talked to him, we had asked. I'd asked him about right. coming in studio, right. and he was like, "Nah, I don't really spend a whole hell of a lot of time back that way." So, no, he doesn't. Yeah, I think the last time, the day, I think day one, he was calling in from Florida, yeah. wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. One of my favorite things was going up to the Passolt cabin back in the day. Paul Majors, Jeff Passolt, and I, with a bunch of other friends, the you know. Kendall Osgard and all—I mean, Kendall Norberg—and I don't think Osgard ever did go up there, but I mean, they would bring up Johnny Castino and all these people, and it was just, my God, that was fun. But I never had heard before that Wisconsin had run out of beer. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you that they called, "Hey, we're all out. Go back to Minnesota. Please leave." God, those times were fun. Just absolutely. Although they do things because it was a, a sealed off, it was a private event. There okay. was no no public people there. So you'd come up on the hole and you'd look down and it's like, "Did somebody pee in this golf hole?" It's like, "Oh, yes. that's disgusting." <laughs> that takes a lot. I get to reach in and take my ball out after yeah. you peed on it. Thank you so much for that. No, those those events are great, but we are very very lucky in this town. Uh, our our baseball players, some of our football players, maybe one of our professional basketball players was a really decent guy. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. There's no question. No, there were a couple of them actually became uh, really good friends, and they just a lot of giving to the, the athletes in this. I I suppose that's everywhere though. I would imagine that professional athletes give of their time a lot. Don't I you would, think? I would hope so. I, I would, think in Minnesota, too, we are so, like, you can't just be an asshole for long. Like, we don't tolerate that. Are you kidding me? Half the people who live here are assholes. I don't believe that. I'm, I'm 100% with you, Tom. Oh, God. Half the oh. people are the worst people I've ever met. You guys are the worst. You guys are the worst. Out of this no, room, no. two-thirds are the worst. <laughs> so now I actually am on your side. Boy, who, you got somebody in your pocket? Hmm? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, it's, it's that whole passive-aggressive thing. No. I am just not a fan of that at no. all. Smile in your face and stab you right in the back. You got a problem with me? Look at me and tell me yeah. you have a problem with me. Right up front. Be a good thing. Like, I have a huge problem with what the hell is he? He, he does like a report on, I guess, the morning show. I, I can't remember his name. Tim Lammers, is that it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's probably not <laughs> worth mentioning. Tim Lammers will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new 2109S Rockwood Mini Light Travel Trailer. The new lightweights from Rockwood are very popular. Tom hauls his trailer from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko New Market, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, exterior griddle, air conditioning are just a few of the standard features in his Rockwood by Forest River from the place that is your ultimate RV headquarters since 1965. This is Tom Bernard. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. 
Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Officer Dave and I were just going, yo, mammy boy. Those are the days. Yep. Of your mammy boy. Ladies and gentlemen, Bradshaw and Brian, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Brian at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, bringing you Timmy Lammers. How you doing, Timmy? What am I being arrested for? What am I being arrested for? <laughs> what am I being arrested for? I've never been arrested, so I don't know what that feels like. Nor have I, because I comply. Well, you come from a law enforcement family, too. That doesn't hurt. Know, that's not a pass, though, man. If I get pulled over, I... Oh, no. No, I understand. Out, I put them in my fingers. I roll down uh, the window halfway, put everything, hands where they can be seen. I'm not assuming anything, man. <laughs> no, so, I agree. Uh, oh, yeah. Put your hands up on the wheel. Makes, makes the officer's job a lot easy. And again, thank you, <laughs> Officer Dave, for everything you do. My pleasure, sir. He doesn't do anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> The officer thing, it's it's just made up. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, um speaking of officers, Tommy, I you know, I think you talked about this either on the family podcast last Tuesday or a previous one, or maybe here. And I totally stumbled stumbled across this series and remembered Tommy was talking about this. I watched episode three of uh Special Ops Lioness. Oh. Right, right. And then for some reason, this show called Deadlock. Oh, Deadlock's phenomenal. L-O-C-H. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, it's, again, speaking of officers, Officer Dave, you might like this one because this is oh, uh, an investigative comedy. But my, and it's a comedy. And that's the thing, Tom. I didn't realize when it first started, I thought, oh, it's serious. And you said there was somebody in there in the cast that said the, the big uh, C word. The, the a big lot. C word that she says it every episode about ten times. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like, and whoa! Are, and, and, and so after a while, it's like, oh my god, this is this is really funny. And then I look it up, and it says comedy. Ah, you know. Uh, but you know, there, it's it's a it's kind of like a murder mystery sort of thing that's going on. Yes. But my god, what a funny show! Isn't that a great and, show? Oh yeah, and and I I. I think I've seen two or three episodes so far, but um, you know, it's an Australian series. Broad blanks would certainly be familiar with all the uh, actors in here. Oh, yeah. And they're all great. I mean, you know, you just talk about all the talent that we're un completely unaware of. And, you know, so you get some really, really entertaining folks in this series. I, I, I Tommy do. recommended it. It's actually a prime series. My, my Paramount Plus and Prime are all tied into the right, same account. Right. So that's how it, it just, for some strange reason, popped up. And it's like, oh, that's right. This is the one that Tom was talking about. 
and instantly drew me in. I'm it's, glad you brought it up, John. You're going to love Deadlock. it. Yep. You're going to love it every episode. Uh, yeah, Amazon Prime. So I, I prefer Deadlock over this week's big theatrical release, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, Mutant Mayhem. God, again. You know, it's I, I, I usually peek at that that rotten whatever, whatever score just to see, get the temperature of how people are feeling. Yeah. And it's, everybody's just raving over the thing. I'm thinking, you know, I've seen this movie now for the seventh time. Yeah. Because yep. it started off as a live action series where a guy guys were wearing suits, right? Mutant Ninja Turtle suits. And then uh, in 2007, they rebooted it as an animated film. That didn't fly. Um, then they rebooted it, Michael Bay, as a live action slash CGI thing where there were the, the turtles were all CGI. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. motion capture. You know, they, so yeah, they, they were big and hulking and just massive and clearly computer animated or motion capture, whatever. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, obviously they did a couple of those and now we're on number seven where they're taking it back to the beginning thanks to our not friend. Seth Rogen. Our not friend. He's I'm not a, a big fan He's of a Seth pain Rogen. in the ass. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. amazingly, he co-wrote this thing and he has a, a unless I missed it, because I had nodded off a couple of times. <laughs> um, At least you're honest, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he got it. You got it. And this was in the middle of the day. So uh, <laughs> I tell you. Um so yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he was one. He voiced one of the side characters, you know, and you could you can tell his voice. But the interesting thing about this is it is a PG film, so they are definitely going for a family audience here. So you don't get there weren't any turtles smoking weed, okay? <laughs> Not that hey, it's legal here. I mean, it would have been completely fine in Minnesota theaters, but uh, no turtles smoking weed. You did get this one extensive, extensive gross out vomit scene though oh jesus could have gone without that um you know look I, I think they're trying to mess with the formula a little bit here they're switching things up i think diehards of the turtle comics turned animated shows turned movies might have some issues with it uh so they switch up the story a little bit it's an origin story again they get slime with ooze again become mutated as does the rat Another one of my favorites, Jackie Chan, voices the rat, Splinter. Mm -hmm. Jackie Chan, who said America is the most corrupt country in the world. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Much He'll worse. cash that check. Yeah, yeah exactly. certainly will, won't he, Dave? Yep. Um, so as you could probably tell, if this is first time tuning in, I don't put up with this Hollywood BS, okay? I just don't. That's why I like you, Tim. Well, thank you, Dave. That's why I like you, too. <laughs> Oh, you guys going on in a date? I know, like you guys want this stream yard alone. I'm like, I talk about ass kissing. Yeah, love. Do you guys, Brittany. yeah, love, oh love her. No. Uh, Rudy, you're just okay too. Sorry. Okay, so uh, <laughs> he's gonna drop something on me now. It's something. Yep. So anyway, no, no. So you know, it it it'll work for kids though. It'll work for the audience. And again. This is not the be-all, end-all. I'm not the god of movies. I'm just telling you how I feel, and I also tell you how it should work for an intended audience, which I think it will, especially young kids mm -hmm. who come in and aren't really familiar with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The weird thing about this movie is that it's got this grungy animated style. I mean, it's dark and dank, and it's, it's like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, 
and Brittany, I know we talked about this. It's really trippy animation. Yeah. Okay. It's different. And this is like that, except for, again, it's trippy with the, with the Spider-Man stuff. Here, it's just dark. Look, they're born in the sewers, right? So it should be dank and whatever. But it just feels really weird. I thought, God, this is a very strange form of animation to the point where it's almost creepy at times. Um, so you're trying to appeal to kids with a PG film, but yet this, you got this kind of creepy tone going for it. So, but again, these movies, they, they tend to bring in all the big voice talent. Ice cube is you like this character's name, Tom Superfly. Oh, I love Superfly. He's a mutated fly. He's Superfly. Okay. So Jackie Chan, as I mentioned, uh, ice cube, but like, like you say, he's terrific as Superfly. So I like a lot of the people in the cast. Seth Rogen is just okay. Okay. Yeah, he loves doing that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm giving it a 6.5 on the Lamometer. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give it the hammer. You know, again, there's an intended audience. I'm sure it's going to be a big film. Again, I don't get the style of animation, but I just think sometimes you look at these movies that have been done so many times and they just want to give you something different. Yeah. Because if it isn't different, then they're just going to say this is the same movie. So they're going to try different things creatively to kind of set itself apart. I generally admire that sort of stuff. I rather would have seen it in stop motion animation, though. I mean, that's much more fascinating, this weird, trippy, creepy, whatever they're doing here. So whatever, whatever, 6.5. I did learn something really interesting about this, Tom, and I think you might be interested. So Seth Rogen's done a lot of voiceover stuff for movies, and mm-hmm. he said that most of the time you go into a studio, mm-hmm. you're by yourself, and it's a very lonely, not interactive process. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it was The Lion King. The uh, director said, no, I want these three characters, when they, they do their lines, to be together. Yeah. And he said that what a huge, big game changer that was. Mm -hmm. So Seth Rogen, when he made this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the four young boys that play the turtles, he had them record all their interactions together. So much to the point that when they were hanging out, they would even have the recording on and they would like take some of that and input it in. Yeah, so there's this huge idea. conversational piece, which I think is very interesting. Like, this is, I'm not the demographic for this movie, but that alone has me going, oh, I'd love to see how that played out in the yeah. movie. It's really rare that they do that. I don't understand why. I think a lot of times because you have these animated casts with so many big stars, they just yeah. can't get them all together in the same room. I know one other film they did that for was Rango yeah. with Johnny Depp. Which you can tell. Uh, yeah, it's really, really rare. Yeah, yeah. You you really get sort of an energy that you normally don't get. And we'll shout out those four young men, uh, Brady Noon, Micah Abbey, Shamam Brown Jr., and Nicholas Cantu are the voices of uh, the uh, Turtles. So, yeah, I mean, again, this has got an intended audience. It's just not me. Uh, I'm here to tell you what I think. I'm here to tell you what how I think the audience will react to it. And, and I kind of come down a little bit above the normal, well, the Lammer Hammer rating is five. So this is 6.5. So uh, quickly on <laughs> Apple TV Plus, this one is something, I, it's a really fascinating movie called The Beanie Bubble. So we had the Barbie movie a couple weeks ago. This is the story. It's partly true, and they admit up front that we made stuff up, but it's rooted in truth. Ty Warner, who created the Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. You get to see the creation and how this thing grew exponentially i mean it was people were fighting in stores over these things right and then it got to the point where they oversaturated the market 
And eventually, you know, when you become drunk with power and drunk with money and excess and everything like that, it's usually not going to end well. And it didn't really end well for Ty Warner. So this is an actual narrative film. Uh, Zach Galifianakis is Ty Warner. Um, there's a character named Robbie played by Elizabeth Banks, who co-created the Ty company with with uh, Ty and uh, that that relationship as that, you know, these things often happen. I mean, there's a power struggle and he, he kind of looked down at all the women employees of his company, which is really stupid because they were the ones that really made things happen. So it's a really, really fascinating movie and very funny. I mean, it's a really funny look at uh, this guy's rise and meteoric fall, meteoric rise. And I guess it's a meteoric fall. He yeah. fell hard. I mean, we're talking about billions of dollars that this guy lost when everything went bust. Other than that, so, though, things are going well. Other than that, things are fine. But yeah, the Beanie Bubble, it's new on Apple TV+. Plus. Thank you, Timmy Lammers. Have a great weekend, sir. We'll talk to you on Monday. And I love all of you. You're all <laughs> Oh, shut up. I can't handle this. We are this. the world. We are the children. Bye, Tim. Have a good weekend. We make a better day. <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you later, pal. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Lammers, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant. Personal injury lawyers, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, bringing you Timmy Lammers. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you Monday.